0: Is kissing okay before marriage? What's the difference between gifts of the Spirit and fruit of the Spirit? And is the Holy Spirit still doing miraculous signs today? The answers to these questions and others when we understand the text.
1: This is when we understand the text, a daily Bible commentary to help encourage your time in the word, that we may grow in the likeness of our savior. Tell your friends about our ministry at www.utt.com. Here once again, is Pastor Gabe.
0: Thank you, Becky. You're welcome. This episode this week is brought to you by Illness.
1: Yay! <laughs> so fun.
0: We would not so, even So fun. We would not even be able to sit down and do this if it nope. wasn't for the fact that we all got sick.
1: Well not everybody yet. No. I'm hoping not this everybody. This
0: is this is the second I think third consecutive illness that I haven't caught.
1: Mm, so far.
0: <laughs> everybody else. Everybody it's else not has out of it. the
1: house yet though.
0: Yeah, it's not. Yeah. We'll it's see. Lingering. And this is the kind of stuff I usually get. The cold flu like mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That
1: lasts forever. Right. Yeah. It it's does gonna cling
0: long. on to me for a week or two. Yep. Because Becky and some of the kids got sick, Mm -hmm. uh, vacation plans or or, or Thanksgiving plans, rather, Mm -hmm. were canceled. We were not going to be able to do this show together this week. Nope. But since travel was canceled, then uh, Becky's able to be on with me here.
1: Uh Blessing in
0: disguise? (laughs) That's right. And I don't have a class to teach like 30 minutes from now. Right. So do you think we can put in a full hour here?
1: I don't know. The kids are by themselves. It's depending on the kids. (laughs) We'll see.
0: They're in the gym of the church here playing.
1: At nap time.
0: Yep. And it just depends on how well they're able to do without injury. Yes. As to whether or not we'll we'll still be able to put a full hour in. I've got quite a few emails here. Oh, yeah? We'll see.
1: Let's see how many we can knock out. That's right. So Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday is New Testament study on the podcast, and Thursday is the Old Testament study,
0: starting on Isaiah this coming Thursday.
1: Woohoo! And Friday is your Q and A.
0: You can send questions to the broadcast by emailing us at WhenWeUnderstandTheText at gmail mm-hmm. One of the messages that I have here, I think, comes via the website, so you can also submit a question. Through the webpage Yes And it gets to us On the email as well Mm -hmm. But it's also Through the webpage I get a bunch of spam
1: Yeah So (laughs) So we have to Kind of filter through it
0: Yeah If you've emailed me That way through the website And you didn't hear from me It could have been Lost in the spam But I did catch this one If we've got enough time I'll tack it on To the end here Awesome This uh, First of all I want to say Congratulations to Zachary from Weatherford, Texas For coming up With the Gabe and Babe show (laughs) He's going to receive a book. Yay! And uh, the rest of you that won books like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, they haven't been mailed out yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I did the contest as early as I did so I could get them mailed out, and I still haven't gotten them mailed out.
1: It's all right. We'll get on that.
0: That's, that's terrible of me. Terrible. Terrible. But Friday is still like an actual working day for people. Mm-hmm. Only Thursday some. businesses are shut down and I stuff
1: know. we live in a small town well what they consider to be a small town so.
0: i can still go down to the mail house and mail something you think it'll yeah. be open oh yeah on friday we'll yeah. see yeah yeah i can get it mailed You're out pretty confident about the this. bank is still working regular hours today yeah black Friday's not a holiday
1: it's not but there's a lot of people that just go ahead and take a four-day weekend that's true because everybody's out of town anyway. well yeah uh, four day. family
0: four day that's right thursday friday saturday sunday mm-hmm. yeah I was thinking like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. (laughs) No. (laughs) I got Thursday off, too.
1: Well, it is, if you haven't been able to tell already, Thanksgiving week.
0: Yes. The day after Thanksgiving. We're recording this the day before Thanksgiving, though. Yes. Now, since all of our Thanksgiving plans were changed, Mm -hmm. we've had to come up with, now, what are we going to eat Because we were going to go to everybody else's house and eat. We were, yes. (laughs) And here we are. And now we we can't
1: even join anybody because we're sick.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we can't go to anybody else's house because we're ill. We're now those people that are doing Thanksgiving shopping (laughs) the day before Thanksgiving. (laughs)
1: Attempting. That's all right. We can have a meal.
0: Now, I didn't want to spend 70 bucks on a turkey. Mm $70. I
1: know. Just defeat us.
0: And I've never made one before, anyway. I
1: love turkey.
0: I make all kinds of stuff. I've never done a turkey, and uh, didn't uh, wasn't I've really done a
1: turkey a, a time or have two. have you like
0: a full turkey? Yeah. Put it in the oven and yeah. make a turkey in the oven. Uh
1: huh. In a bag.
0: Have we done that at home?
1: Uh, once
0: we did do that at home once.
1: Yeah, and then another time was at your brother's house. I was alone. Well, yeah, time but ago. that's not at
0: home. <laughs> no. That's oh, what you I'm made saying. it at yeah. that? Okay, I got you. I helped her. Yeah, I remember that now. So I wanted to do something I could put in a crock pot. And I thought a duck would be a great idea because yeah. a duck will fit in the in the crock pot.
1: And it, we haven't had duck before. We've
0: never had duck. So I bought this duck. It even came with like an orange glaze sauce with it. Sounds I yummy. I was excited about this. And we're going to make a duck in the crock pot. We're going to start our own Thanksgiving tradition of having duck for Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> going a little old school.
0: And I get it home and I'm washing off the outside Of the, you know, the the wrapper that Mm -hmm. uh, because it's been in this bin with all these other turkeys and ducks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm rinsing it off and I notice on the label it expired three days ago.
1: Ah, Yep.
0: So I had to take it back to the store. And by the time I did that, which was Wednesday, Mm -hmm. all these other late shoppers have come and claimed the rest of the ducks.
1: So I couldn't exchange it out for another duck that's all right we'll figure out something
0: one of these days though i'm gonna get a duck
1: and by the time we're gonna have errors, a crock pot duck we'll just have to we'll, we'll be able to tell everybody what we did <laughs> right now it's a mystery
0: yeah by this time we've already eaten and had fun mm-hmm. uh I, i've got enough repertoire of my other dishes that i think will make this work
1: yeah and i don't want to spend all day cooking either because we have so many projects that need done
0: yeah Which, it's going to rain Thursday and Friday. Is it really? I was going to do construction projects at home Thanksgiving and Friday. I have a
1: honey-do list that is ever-growing, so you're welcome to knock out some of that.
0: (laughs) Well, I was specifically talking about the deck and working on the office Yes, I know. I know.
1: I know what you were talking about.
0: All right. Anyway, we're eating up all kinds of (laughs) intro time here. Let's get to some questions. This one is from Ethan. Dear Gabe, what gives? I've been watching Twitter to see if you're going to get your Twitter account back. Ah. The Babylon B is back on. Adam Ford is back on. Someone told me Phil Johnson was back, but it doesn't look like he's updated. But your account is still suspended. Hmm. Have you appealed your suspension? Did Elon deny your appeal? All right. What's the scoop? I loved your stuff that you posted, and I didn't realize how much I missed it until you weren't there anymore. Keep cranking out such great content. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. I I mean, there's just bigger people out there that Twitter has to free. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, like Jordan Peterson got his account back. and yeah. uh, All the other guys that ended up getting booted off because they were exposing the whole COVID thing that was going Mm. on. And they weren't allowed to talk about conspiracies. So they got permanently suspended. They're all getting their accounts back. Freedom of speech. Hurrah. I'm the pastor that got blocked because I quoted what the Bible said. I'm really not on Elon's list of priorities. (laughs) So somewhere down the list, I'm sure they'll get to mine. But yeah, it is what it is. But you have appealed
1: it again.
0: I did. I appealed it.
1: When Elon took over.
0: And it was shortly after I made my most recent appeal that he came out online and said, Look, we've got a lot of changes we got to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to get policy in place for what counts as a banned account and who was blocked because of free speech. Right. You know, or, you know, a violation of the First Amendment or something like that. And so they're kind of working through that, creating new policy and and systematically uh, freeing those people who were <laughs> wrongly caged. Yeah. Trying to keep it like the Twitter metaphor. The birds <laughs> that were caged. <laughs> uh anyway i'm i'm just not a priority there was somebody at walmart the other day i was at walmart i did not even know who this was mm-hmm. but they just stopped me and just went hey pastor gabe are you free on twitter again yet <laughs> no what's taking elon so long i don't know yeah. he has no idea who i am Yeah. <laughs> but in, one, in one of his in
1: texas though uh
0: yes he is uh the, so the tesla on over oh yeah sure down to houston The Tesla headquarters has moved here, Uh but Twitter's still in San Francisco.
1: Yeah. Maybe soon. Someday. We'll see.
0: They'll fly out of California and come down here, (laughs) migrate down to Texas. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What was I saying? What was I doing? Oh, anyway, that was Ethan's email. Okay. Continuing on here. This is from Chris in Iowa. Hey, Gabe and Babe. (laughs) I've learned a lot from your study through the Song of Solomon. It's a very obscure book to me, and you've broken it down in a way that I can understand. So thank you for that. Hmm. After going through the SOS, what are your thoughts on premarital kissing between couples? What does the Bible have to say on this topic? Have a blessed Thanksgiving.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, Becky and I kind of did. So, uh, yeah, we, we can't we can't exactly oppose it.
1: Well, I mean, to be honest, uh, thinking about my girls growing up, I wouldn't mind if they saved their first kiss for the, sure when right. they're married. yeah, in fact, I, I might actually encourage that <laughs> just because there's so much temptation,
0: there is. There's a lot of temptation. And, and consider first Corinthians seven one. Paul says, now, concerning the things about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. But because of sexual immoralities, each man is to have his own wife, and each woman is to have her own husband. The husband must fulfill his duty to his wife, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does, and likewise also the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. So your body does not belong to anybody before you are married, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so therefore... You really need to be careful with physical displays of affection Mm -hmm. until you get to marriage.
1: Right. I agree.
0: Holding hands, likely okay, although it's probably better for you even to not do that. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to be legalistic here. I'm not going to say that. No,
1: not legalistic about it. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's, it's just, there's so much, even on billboards, yeah. you see too much and know too much about a person.
0: There's just, there's a lot of temptation.
1: There is, and it's everywhere, and it's in basically every show or commercial, and I mean, it's everywhere.
0: We're desensitized to sex. Mm-hmm. We think that having sex before marriage is just kind of a normal thing, so you should just accept it. Right. The Bible says that it's sin. God created sex to be enjoyed between a husband and wife in marriage. Exactly. That's where it is supposed to be enjoyed and nowhere else. And if you desire it outside the marriage covenant, Mm -hmm. you're doing something wrong. Now, I did say when we were uh, in Song of Songs, when I started out, that there is a desire that we see that the woman has for her husband Mm -hmm. or or for this man. The woman has for this man that she is going to marry. The man has for this woman whom he is going to marry. They're already committed to one another and they're in a courtship. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with having those physical desires for each other as long as they're not awakening love until the proper time. Mm -hmm. That's a theme that we've seen come up in Song of Songs. Yeah. As long as those desires are for each other and they're healthy and they're done in honor of the Lord. Right. They do desire each other. That's a perfectly natural that's desire what's that's happen. what's supposed to happen <laughs> Yes. Yeah. if you didn't have that desire you wouldn't want to get married right <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong for her to desire her man as long as she has in her mind that we're not consummating this until we get married mm-hmm. until we've made our vows before God and before witnesses
1: you you know yourself better than anyone else yes and other than the lord and so you will know What is too much temptation? What puts more temptation in front of you? Yeah. Be like, okay, I I know my limit and my limit is here.
0: Now, if you feel guilty, then you have done something sinful because you've sinned against your own conscience. Remember, as we talk about, like, liberty of conscience issues in 1 Corinthians 8 through 10 or Mm -hmm. in Romans chapter 14. So if you've gone against your conscience, you have sinned. Yes. If you feel guilty about it, then don't do it.
1: Right. And I think the the guilty feeling means that you took it a step too far. Yeah. And so that means back it up.
0: Becky and I, I think we've talked about this before. When we were dating, we felt like we were going too far. Mm -hmm. And there was at one point in our relationship that... I had to put the brakes on, mm-hmm. but I had to communicate that well with Becky. So mm-hmm. she did not feel like she was getting rejected. Right. Oh, there's something I've done wrong. Gabe's pulling away. Right. So I had to tell her, you know, we've we've been going a little too far. That's on me because I'm the guy in this relationship. So let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Put the brakes on. Yeah. We'll have plenty of time for this later.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was before we even got engaged, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then And then getting engaged, we saved ourselves until marriage. Yep. And so it was a good thing, but uh, of course, like I said, we didn't save the kissing part yeah. until marriage. There, there was some of that in there.
1: Yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway,
1: but that's why I was saying about you know when you've gone too far because the guilt, yeah. will set in.
0: But do all I things in helped. all things in honor of the Lord. Oh yes, exactly. honor one another, honor the Lord. Don't be in the relationship for what can. What am I getting out of this? Am I feeling satisfied? Yeah. You know, How
1: far can I go? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, definitely don't get into the serial dating. No. Uh, it's like you're trying on one another to see which one fits. Mm-hmm. Commit to a relationship. And don't enter into something where you're exchanging I love yous and stuff like that unless mm-hmm. you know that you're going to marry this person. Right. And listen, guilty is charged. I did the serial dating thing. I broke a lot of hearts. And it's it's terrible Yeah. Uh, to think about what I had done to these girls. I mean, there wasn't even a serious physical element attached to it. Hmm. It was just leading. I'm basically leading them on. Yeah. Thinking that there's something romantic happening here, something permanent. Yeah. They're probably hearing something more affectionate than I intend. (laughs) And it's just not, uh, it's not kind. Yeah. It's not, Considerate of somebody else's feelings. So, you need to consider that also, even when it comes to a kiss, mm-hmm. that that might be communicating something deeper to the other person than maybe you even intend with it. So, it's better to abstain from any of those things until you get married. Mm-hmm. But again, those physical things tend to open other doors. They do. I think we covered that one. Yep. We don't have to talk about kissing anymore. All right. Uh, on to this question from Tash. That's a great name. Pastor Gabe, three like-minded questions. I often hear people say gifts of the spirit as opposed to the gift of the spirit. Hmm. Love, joy, peace, et cetera. Okay, that must be fruit of the spirit. So I hear people say gifts of the spirit as opposed to the fruit of the spirit. Maybe that's what Tash means there. Okay. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, Mm self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Uh, Tash also says revelations as opposed to revelation. Right. Hearing people say revelations. Yes. Now you look it up, it's just revelation, no S at the end of it. And lastly, I've heard people say Holy Spirit instead of the Holy Spirit when referring to the Holy Spirit. Almost as if they are saying holy, first name, spirit, last name. For example, Holy Spirit told me or Holy Spirit convicted me, Hmm. which are correct, the correct saying of each of these, and does it really matter? I know the answer for the first two, but the last one just gets on my nerves, and I want to be corrected if I'm actually in error in saying the Holy Spirit. If it doesn't really matter, I want to have it stop getting on my nerves when I hear people do this.
1: I understand that, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, so the first one, there's gifts of the Spirit, and there's... There's the gifting of the Spirit. There's the fruit of the Spirit. So there's different terminology yeah, for that. Yeah,
1: it's worded differently yeah, in gifts, different places.
0: Gifts of the Spirit you read about in places like 1 Corinthians 12 and 14, mm-hmm. in Romans 12, in Ephesians 4. So giftings of the Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit would be like in uh, Romans 12:6, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Whether prophecy in agreement with the faith, or service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with generosity, and he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Probably would have been better to start with verse 5. So we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Mm-hmm. So as being part of the body of Christ and being different members, we have different gifts that have been given by the Holy Spirit. And each of these gifts is to be used for the benefit and the building up of the church. Mm-hmm. Paul is more explicit about that in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. Right. But these are the gifts of the Spirit. So these gifts are going to differ from person to person. And as I've said before about the lists that you find in the New Testament about the gifts of the Spirit, they're not exhaustive. Mm -hmm. So there may be some other kind of gifting that you receive from the Spirit that may not be explicitly listed in one of those lists.
1: Right.
0: And the reason why I know that is because the lists differ. Mm -hmm. They're never exactly the same, or else Paul would always be ticking off, these are the gifts of the Spirit, and you can't have any other gifts right? Uh, So we know that there are various ways in which the Spirit may gift us for the work of service to the church. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what your spiritual gift is— Have somebody help you with that. Yeah. Talk to the elders of the church. Talk to your Sunday school class, another teacher or something like that. And uh, the brothers and sisters in the Lord who are around you will help you find out or understand what your gifting is Mm -hmm. so that you can help serve the church.
1: Right. Outside looking in is a little easier than inside looking out. Sometimes. So um, and also, if you really are new and you have no idea, try volunteering in a few different areas and see where It flourishes.
0: And as I've heard uh, one pastor say, if you don't know if you're supposed to be a leader, then lead something. And if no one follows you, then you're not supposed to be a leader.
1: (laughs) I hated leading.
0: Revelations as opposed to revelation.
1: Revelation.
0: It's revelation. Yeah. And one way to remember that is that it's John's revelation. Mm. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his slaves the things which must soon happen, and he indicated this by sending it through his angel to his slave John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the witness of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Hmm. So if you think of it as being the revelation or John's revelation, Mm -hmm. that helps keep in your mind that it's singular. Yeah, just one. It's just revelation, not revelations. Mm-hmm. And then the the last question that you had with regard to the Holy Spirit. Uh, so everywhere we see this in Scripture, it's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. There's the definite article there. Yeah. So as we think of it as what the Scripture says, if you want to follow what Scripture says about the Holy Spirit, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I find it weird. I'm I'm a little like it doesn't irritate me, but it's just it's odd. Well, like, there are some. I mentally put in a the for you. <laughs> yeah.
0: There are some hymns that will address the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's just addressing him as Holy Spirit. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. Or you think of uh, the, the song, Holy, 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 God in three persons, Blessed Trinity. I don't guess you say the Holy Spirit there. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Nope. The doxology. Uh, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're not saying the Holy
0: Ghost there. In the Great Commission, Mm -hmm. Matthew 28, uh, 18 to 20, go into all the world, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So there you have the definite article before each one of them, Mm -hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So there are occasions where you can say Holy Spirit. There's not anything really wrong with that. Yeah. But most of the time in Scripture when the Holy Spirit is mentioned or addressed, it's the, the definite article is there. Right. Even if it's just spirit, it's not Holy Spirit, it's the spirit, just spirit right. singular. It's still the spirit um, and capital S Right. in most of your translations. Always capitalized. Yeah. If it's lowercase s, that it's talking about something spiritual or it may be talking about our souls or something like that. Mm-hmm. But where you see a capital S and the definite article, you're talking about the Holy Spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so either or, I guess, on that one.
0: But good question. Thanks, yeah. Tash. Next email, hello, Pastor Gabe. My name is Cheryl, and I've been a longtime listener of what, and have been very edified by your teaching. Aww. Not only that, but it is such a joy to listen to you and your sweet wife's voices because you are so uplifting.
1: Aww, thanks.
0: <laughs> you don't get you don't get to sit in on our conversations off mic where I'm complaining about stuff most of the time. <laughs> And Becky gets to be my sounding board.
1: I do. There are, there are people I do, not, I
0: do not complain to, but I share it with my wife.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she gets to hear the complaining that I don't share with anybody else. I have a section of scripture that I am wondering if you would be willing to help me with. I am certain your help with this challenging passage will help many of your listeners, not just myself. That's a great idea. Yeah. What question can I ask that would be helpful to several people? <laughs> the passage is Acts two fourteen to 21, which says, beginning in verse 14, But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, Let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose. You remember the uh, disciples are speaking in tongues.
1: Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. so
0: some are going, they're drunk. I know this passage is often used to validate dreams and visions that are declared to be revelation from God. Although I now hold firmly to the cessationist view, the idea that uh, all of the sign gifts have come to an end. Okay. They ended with the apostolic era mm-hmm. and they don't continue to this day. So, So
1: like miracles?
0: Yeah, miracles. Okay. Yeah, the sign—the sign gifts being things like healing the sick, raising the dead, speaking in tongues. Oh, check. Okay. Th- this is different than what we were speaking before about gifts of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Of course, right. we still have gifts of the spirit. Right, but those are not miraculous sign gifts. Mm-hmm. The sign gifts, as I've been talking about, going through Hebrews, were there to authenticate that the message that the apostles preaching came from God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It mentions that in Hebrews two, three, and four. Yeah. And so once the message is authenticated and the people see the signs and wonders and they know that this message has come from God, then the word of God is confirmed. There's Mm -hmm. not a reason for that to continue on. Right. We see that pattern throughout scripture. There's only a handful of people that ever performed incredible, miraculous signs. Mm. Yeah, Moses, Elijah, Elisha, his successor. So you have Moses and his successor, Joshua. Mm-hmm. You have Elijah and his successor, Elisha. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jesus and the disciples right. that he commissioned to go out.
1: Their success. They're now,
0: there were some others that did some miraculous things in there, but very small smattering.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There just seems to be particular times in which God pours out miracles mm-hmm. to verify and show that this is the Word of God that has been declared to this people, right. And so once that was done, once the work of the gospel had gone out into all the world during that apostolic era, the sign gifts ceased. Mm-hmm. And now we have, as Peter says in second Peter one, the prophetic word more fully confirmed. Yes. so anyway, that that's an understanding of cessationism. So she says, I firmly hold to the cessationist view. But I can understand why this passage can easily be interpreted, misinterpreted, and used to validate charismatic claims and practices. If the canon is closed, and I believe it is, why does Peter quote Joel's prophecy here about the great day of the Lord, stating that those gifted with the Spirit will have dreams and visions? Reading this passage on a surface level does make it seem like Peter is saying that now that the Holy Spirit has come, this is what we can expect. Would you be willing to share with us not only what this passage does mean, as well as what it doesn't mean in respect to continuing revelation, particularly what the dreams and visions are for, as well as why we will need them in the millennial kingdom, since God's revelation has been delivered once for all to the saints. Any clarification you can provide will be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for all that you do and helping people learn the word of God. And please say hello to Becky for me.
1: Oh, hi.
0: Hi, Becky. <laughs> so everything that we see talked about there in Joel is being fulfilled in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. And there's not a reason for us to have to say that it's continually being fulfilled to this day. Yeah. All, all that matters is that this was prophesied and it was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And Peter is speaking to the people about this and referencing Joel to show them this was prophesied. What you're witnessing right now is the fulfillment of that prophecy. hmm Now, there's a reference to judgment there because we become followers of Jesus Christ to escape judgment. Right. Of course, we worship God. Of course, we know that God is worthy of our worship, and that's why we worship him. Mm-hmm. But we need a savior. And without Christ, we perish under the wrath of God and we go to hell. So the call to follow the gospel always comes with a warning about the judgment that is to come. Mm -hmm. You consider in Acts 17, a little bit later on, you know, 15 chapters later, where Paul is preaching at the Areopagus in Athens. And he says to them, the times of ignorance, God is overlooked. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent because there is a day that he is fixed on which he will judge the world. And he is shown by whom he will judge the world by raising him from the dead. Mm -hmm. There's Paul preaching. You don't even have Christ's name mentioned there. True. Nor is the gospel really articulated in such a way as though to say Jesus died on the cross as an atoning sacrifice for sins. So repent and turn to him and you will be saved. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have the gospel presented there in that way as he's speaking to a Greek people. Yeah. But you do have the warning of judgment. Repent. Turn to the one whom he's raised from the dead, which he was preaching about there in Athens before they had him preaching at the Areopagus. It's the whole reason they had him up there. Hmm. So some will say, because Jesus' name wasn't mentioned in that sermon, then it's not necessary to always have to mention Christ in a sermon. No, the people knew exactly what Paul was talking about, because he had been preaching Christ through Athens until that day when they said, okay, let's bring you up to Mars Hill, or the Areopagus, and let's hear you there in the presence of the gods. Yeah. Paul then warned them about a judgment that was to come, and this is the one through whom God is going to judge the world, the one he raised from the dead. So just like you have the warning of judgment there, Peter gives a warning of judgment here. Mm-hmm. The declaration of the gospel for the first time there in Jerusalem since Christ has ascended into heaven. And now the Holy Spirit has been poured out on these apostles to go out and preach and fulfill what Jesus had told them to do in Matthew twenty-eight eighteen to 20. We mentioned a little bit ago. And also in Acts 1, 9, Mm -hmm. you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Right. So here they are with the Holy Spirit now speaking in tongues. And the people who are there know that something supernatural is happening. This is not speaking gibberish. And so no one can understand what they're talking about. Oh, well, they must be drunk because they're just saying speaking nonsense, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But but the people who were saying they were speaking nonsense probably did not recognize that they were actually speaking languages that were known to all the people that were there. Mm-hmm. In Acts 2, you have it mentioned all the people that are there for Pentecost. There are 12 different groups of people all speaking different languages. Right. How many apostles are there? 12. There's 12. And they come into Jerusalem speaking uh, the gospel in the various languages that the people would have been able to hear. Mm -hmm. Now, they recognize these apostles are Galilean. They're like, these are not educated men. Oh, yeah. How do they know all of these languages? Some of them recognize they know they're speaking languages, but others don't recognize the languages. And so they just say, well, they're drunk men. Hmm. But Peter points out, we're not drunk. It's not even uh, the third hour of the day. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And so he tells them the prophecy of Joel. And you have an expository sermon here where Mm. he quotes a passage and then explains the passage. Right. So this is an expository sermon at Pentecost. In the last days, God declares, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Now, we are in the last days. Mm -hmm. They were in the last days then. Yeah. John says in his first epistle, it is the last hour. Mm -hmm. So it's been the last hour since Christ's ascension into heaven. We're in the last days, which will continue until Christ's return. So in these last days, God has poured out his spirit on all flesh and all flesh, meaning what? Not just Jews.
1: No, I, I take that as the body of Christ.
0: Well, yeah, it's definitely the body of Christ. So only those who are in Christ will have the Holy Spirit. Right. But it's not just Jews, it's Gentiles also. Right. So the sign that the Holy Spirit has come to this people, uh, and not just Jews, but also Gentiles, is going to be manifested in these miracles that are performed. Now, we don't see Gentiles with the Holy Spirit until you get to Acts 10, and that is the, uh, the, the account of Peter, preaching at Cornelius's house, mm-hmm. he's speaking to all those Gentiles there, and after he shares the gospel with them, they start speaking in tongues, showing oh, yeah. that the Holy Spirit has been poured out on them. Mm-hmm. And the the Jews that are with Peter, they're astonished by this, because they're like, wait, 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 wait. The Holy Spirit was ours. Right. <laughs> Why is the Holy Spirit being poured out on them? Yeah. I'm, I'm adding to the dialogue, yeah, but you know, that's, Yeah. Uh, So, so I'll pour out my spirit on all all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Now that's speaking to the Jews Hmm. and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. This is demonstrating that it's not going to be relegated to the prophets Mm. because remember Hebrews one, one, and two long ago. At various times and in various ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. Mm-hmm. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. Mm-hmm. So there's no longer just that that key group of people right there. And these are the only ones that God is speaking to, to speak to the people. Right. Those were the prophets. Now, you're seeing all kinds of people that are being blessed with the Holy Spirit and are prophesying. We see later on in the book of Acts that Philip's daughters... Are prophesying, mm-hmm. And so showing that this has been poured out on men and on women, right. your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and female servants. So you think about Agabus, who was a prophet during the time of the apostles, who dreamed dreams, mm-hmm. and he would even be given certain visions that the apostles didn't see. He, right. t- he told Paul the manner in which he was going to be arrested. Yeah. And so that's. Old men, your your young men and your old men, they'll see visions and dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Mm-hmm. What did the Apostle John see? We just talked about it. It's the book. That's singular. And, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I was going to say that, but I was like, am I wrong? That's it. Yes. It's, it's it was that a, easy? It was
0: a Sunday school question with a Sunday school answer. There yes, go. You're right. Okay.
1: I always expect, you know, it to be harder questions to answer. <laughs> so I always second guess my answers.
0: Well, do I only ever ask you hard questions?
1: No. You always ask me the easy ones. Yes. I guess I'm just expecting you to ask me a hard one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> After 12 years of marriage, you're still expecting yeah. me to ask you a hard question.
1: I panic. What
0: I'm can tr- I say? I, I'm stuck right now because I'm trying to think, Did I, What? what's a time I asked you a hard question? I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of it either. Anyway, so I, I'll show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. You read about all of that in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And as I've argued before, I don't think John was the only one who saw those things. Mm-hmm. He was the one to whom God gave to write it down. Yes. But he wasn't the only one because you have in Second Corinthians chapter 12 where Paul talks about being caught up into the third heaven and I saw things which man may not utter. I mm-hmm. heard I saw and heard things that I can't repeat. Right. And I believe It's not for
1: me to talk about or something like that.
0: Well, yeah, I added that. Uh, oh, but, you added that? Yeah. It? I thought it, that was It's he didn't say it's not verse. for me to say. But he just said that that man may not repeat because he's talking about himself in the third person there.
1: Oh, right, 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 right.
0: But anyway, uh, as I've as I've said before, I believe what Paul saw This is just my theory. But I believe what Paul saw was the same thing as what John saw. Mm -hmm. But it's not for Paul to write down. Right. It was for John to write down. Yep. Stephen, before he died, he saw the heavens opened up. And Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ in heaven before he was martyred, before he became the first martyr. So there were signs in the heavens that were even revealed uh, within the period of the New Testament. Mm. In verse 20, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. Now, that could be talking about end times. Mm -hmm. That could be this is what's going to happen the day when Christ returns. Yeah. There could also be a reference to the judgment that was coming upon Jerusalem in 70 AD. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of references about the sun being turned to darkness and the moon to blood is talking about a dreadful day. Yeah. The the day that Rome came into Jerusalem and destroyed the temple, that was an awful, terrible day.
1: Right. Yeah, that'd be frightening.
0: And the Jews surely thought the end of the world was happening Mm -hmm. on that particular day. So it could have been testifying to that mm-hmm. regardless what we see peter referencing there in joel you can see coming to fruition or to fulfillment in the time of the apostles mm-hmm. so there's not a reason to have to say from that that the uh, the the apostolic gifts are continuing to this very day show me one apostolic miracle yeah show me one Any of these miracles that these charismatics claim that they're doing, show me one. Right. That is exactly the kind of a miracle that we saw happening in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. That's not something like I had bad blood pressure and then someone prayed for me and now my blood pressure is fine. Right. Which they call that a miracle on par with what we saw in the book of Acts.
1: Not anywhere close.
0: Or when they they throw out a smattering of predictions mm. and one out of vague 20 yeah. of them sticks. Yeah, right. And then there's a bunch of vague things that could apply to anything. Yes. This is the year of your breakthrough.
1: Yeah. Hey, Thanks. I got a
0: promotion at work. See, I told you.
1: It was a breakthrough. It was a
0: breakthrough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that confirms it.
0: Or you have, yeah, again, you have that smattering of prophecies where one of them sticks, but 19 of them are wrong. Mm-hmm. According to the testing of prophecy that we have in scripture, that person's a false prophet.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: That was not prophecy that came from God. You cannot show me any kind of miracle that's happening today. And, and trust me, I know I was in the charismatic church for 10 years mm-hmm. and I put up with it for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I put up with my friends saying I did this amazing thing and this miraculous thing. And I just went, wow, the whole time without recognizing you didn't do squat.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we we do agree that miracles happen, but yes. it's not the same Absolutely. category. Right. Just just to clarify for our listeners there is a difference, a distinct difference.
0: Yes. If God is going to do something miraculous, and I believe that he will, Mm -hmm. but it's rare, hence why it's called a miracle.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) And it's all according to his timing and to his will. Amen. There are not people walking around who are faith healers. Mm. They're liars.
1: Yes. Drives me crazy.
0: Especially if you see one wearing glasses.
1: I know, right? Or has a cold. Or
0: has a cold, yeah. <laughs> They're not uh, faith healers, people.
1: <laughs> Why can't you
0: heal yourself? I, I love uh, Al Mohler's test when he says, if there are faith healers, show me the guy who's 300 years old. Yeah. That's still here. Right. It's apparently been able to heal himself for centuries. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jesse Duplantis manages to get out of that one by saying that we have the authority to decide when we stay and when we die. Oh, wow. So according to Jesse Duplantis on the day that he dies, it was because that was the day that he decided he was going to die. Wow. But he could have stuck around longer if he wanted to. Okay. (laughs) Some of these charismatic kooks, they will go that far. Wow. These false teachers.
1: I want to say that's impressive, but it's really sad. Yeah.
0: Now, this is the text that a lot of charismatics will use to say that God's Spirit is still with us. And, of course, I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. You and I have the Holy Spirit right now. Amen. But they're saying that because we have the Spirit, we're able to do these miraculous things. Hmm. And I'm telling you, you're taking that passage and isolating it from everything else in the New Testament that says to us exactly what the sign gifts were for. Mm-hmm. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12... That the signs of apostleship were clearly performed among you. And he's saying that to the Corinthians as if they should know who the true teachers are and who the false teachers are. Mm -hmm. They have those false apostles that are coming in their midst claiming to be every bit as great, if not greater than Paul and these other guys. And Paul says, you know which ones have performed miracles and which ones haven't. Mm -hmm. The signs of apostleship were clearly performed among you. What are the signs of apostleship? Miracles. Miracles. So if anybody ever tells you that they're an apostle or that there are still apostles today, you tell them, raise the dead and prove it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: If you can raise someone from the dead, then I'll believe you.
1: Yep. But not like barely breathing, but like dead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they are. They're dead. They've been dead for three days. Yes. (laughs) Raise that person up and show me you're actually uh, an apostle with the power of Christ. But Yeah. So anyway... If you take that passage and isolate it, then, yeah, you can take it to mean that there's still these miraculous things that are going on. But when you read the rest of the New Testament, you know that cannot be the case. Mm -hmm. Because, once again, the passage in Hebrews 2, 3, and 4 tells us what the miracles were for. Mm -hmm. 2 Corinthians 12, 12 tells us what the miracles were for. And we also see the Apostle Paul get sick. Right. He tells the Galatians it was because of a bodily ailment. Mm-hmm. that I came to be in your company in the first place. Yes. He tells Timothy, drink a little wine, mix in a little wine with your water to help with your frequent stomach ailments. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Paul put one of those little cloths that he was using in Ephesus to heal people of their diseases? Just throw one of those in there in your letter to Timothy and have him rub it on his belly. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll cure all of his stomach ailments. <laughs> It's because the miracles were there to affirm that the gospel that was being preached actually came from God. Mm-hmm. And once that affirmation was completed at the end of the apostolic period, then there wasn't there's not a reason for that anymore. Yeah.
1: Cuz otherwise everybody would have been healed from everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Everybody. Everybody.
0: Everybody <laughs> everyone who was raised from the dead in scripture is gonna die again Mm
1: -hmm. jesus
0: is the only one who raised from the dead who will never die again right and so we know that when we will die we will be raised to never die again Mm -hmm. because we will receive his resurrection all of those who are in the lord amen the greatest miracle that we can witness right now is seeing a dead man come back to life through the preaching of the gospel Hmm. we were dead in our sins and our transgressions in which we once walked but by the preaching of the gospel and by faith, we are made alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Amen. That's the greatest miracle that any one of us can experience in our lives. Yes. Well, we have we're almost in an hour. Not quite there, but close to an hour. You have something else to add?
1: I was just gonna ask if you had one short one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't.
1: You don't.
0: I do not. Hmm. This next one actually gets into it gets into he gets us oh you understand what i'm talking about he gets us yeah Yeah. let me go ahead and play the video i'll set this out as a teaser
1: (laughs) a tormentor yeah
0: got a (laughs) teaser for you here oh dear and next week we'll get back to this we'll talk about those he gets us Mm. commercials and ads and stuff like that that are going around okay yeah how about we do it that way okay i'll give you i'll give you a holiday babe Thanks. it's thanksgiving you get a break
1: <laughs> i'll give thanks for that
0: <laughs> so here's the video and then uh we'll we'll tease out next week at the end of this Perhaps you were watching college football and you saw this strange ad about a teenager who got pregnant and had a baby, and wait, this is the story of Jesus? Only Mary had to take a pregnancy test and she was sad about it? The ad directs viewers to a website called hegetsus.com. When you go to their about page, they insist they're not a church or political, even though they sell shirts that say Jesus was a refugee. They say we simply want everyone to understand and relate to the authentic Jesus as he's presented in the Bible but then there's nothing about the bible. So you go to the topics page and they have articles like how did Jesus deal with injustice? How would Jesus be judged today? Why did Jesus cry? But not one of these pages, yes, I read them all, say anything about Jesus being savior or god. One page says some believe Jesus lived a perfect life, for others that's a stretch. Either way, Jesus set a high bar for himself and for others. Jesus said you are to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. If you don't think Jesus lived a perfect life, you don't get Jesus. If you get on their chat and ask them if Jesus approves of homosexuality, they will say he does. They'll even connect you with a church that loves your sin. These guys are heretics, spending $100 million in advertising to preach a different Jesus. But evangelical leaders Ed Stetzer and Kevin Azell think they're great. Makes you wonder how much they're getting paid. The Bible says that if anyone preaches a different Jesus, they are accursed. Jesus gets us in that we're sinners in need of a Savior, and He is that Savior when we understand the text. Becky's rocking back and forth, going to her happy place.
1: Oh, my goodness. The cringing.
0: This this question from Ken in Louisiana. Dear Pastor Gabe, thank you for the video that you did on He Gets Us. Do you think you could do a longer video or maybe a blog on this as well? Something that maybe goes through their articles and shows more specific problems with the content on their website. Some people at my church have started to pass around stuff from He Gets Us. Uh. And while my pastor has been skeptical, he's not really one to research this kind of thing and warn about the dangers. Thank you for what you do.
1: Yeah, I don't envy you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's $100 million behind this advertising campaign. That
1: is way too much.
0: And it is not about proclaiming Christ as the son of God who came to take away the sin of the world.
1: No, it's about encouraging sin.
0: It is moralism. Straight up, what you get out of "He Gets Us" is moralism. Just be a better person, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna—I want to show you evidence of that, which we'll do this next week. Even an interview clip between Ed Stetzer and Andy Stanley.
1: Oh, okay. Where,
0: where Stanley basically says that very thing. It's not about believing in Jesus; mm. it's about Being following Him. You want to—you want to know if there's anything different between believing in Jesus and following Him? Go read John 6 between now and next week.
1: <laughs> there you go. Homework, guys. Homework. <laughs> A
0: lot of people following him that didn't believe in him.
1: hmm Right.
0: But what is Stanley putting the emphasis on? He's putting it on following him, not necessarily believing him. Mm. And that's moralism. Yeah. That's what they're pushing there. It's follow the example. Just do what he did, not having to believe in who he actually was. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's heresy. It's like it's like a subversive heresy. It's not that blatant out there. We don't even believe Jesus is the Son of God, right? But but yeah, everything behind the he gets us campaign is heretical.
1: So that's why it's most important to know the Bible well, so that way, whenever there's something that they're trying to push, you can at least figure out that there's something wrong with that. Yeah. Even if you can't put your finger on it, you can still say, no, there's that's something not right. wrong." Yeah. yeah, that's not right.
0: Ed Stetzer is all over this. Incidentally, he's been doing all kinds of interviews. He's pushing that he gets his stuff. He has got to be getting paid.
1: Okay, so I know the name. Help me remember he's, where
0: he's from. He's the Yoda of evangelicalism.
1: <laughs> the Yoda. <laughs>
0: okay. I mean, it's kind of like you're looking you're looking for a smart guy behind evangelicalism. The, the guy that's the guru behind like I- just about every movement behind the seeker sensitive sorts of stuff ed stetzer has had his hands uh, in it okay okay and okay. i mean I, and every single fad back when the emergent church was a thing ed stetzer was in that before huh. he was against it back when wokeness was a thing ed stetzer was in that before eh, now i'm kind of against it and now it's <laughs> now it's he gets us huh and by the way anyway
1: the wind blows
0: so i i talked about there in the video that if you go on their website you have a chat you can you can even end up talking to somebody who's going to be affirming of homosexuality. Now that's not going to be every time. It just depends on the kind of person that responds to you in the chat on the mm. He Gets Us website. Yeah. Some of them will be affirming of traditional marriage, but it just kind of goes to show you that they don't really screen any of it. Yeah. It's like they they could hire whoever it is that's responding to these chats, which I'm sure it, it's probably even volunteer bases. Probably and it's not somebody who's they particularly all their trained money
1: on <laughs> advertising. Yeah.
0: Now, Ooh. I I had encountered some I had talked with somebody on the he gets us chat site about uh, I had said something to the effect of, "Hey, if I'm in a crisis pregnancy situation and I need to find something quick, uh where do I go? What do I do?" I told him what locale I lived in, the mm-hmm. Tyler, Texas locale. So, what what sort of clinic can you send me to? They actually directed me to um, the crisis pregnancy centers in the area. Okay. Another friend of mine did the same thing mm-hmm. and said, I'm in a crisis pregnancy situation. What can you send me to? They recommended a Planned Parenthood clinic. No. It just depends on who you're talking with. Oh, wow. It, de- it depends on who's on the other end of that chat and what their worldview is
1: Wow. as to what
0: kind of advice they're going to give you. So it's hit or miss. I mean, it's just all trash. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. There's a little bit of poison. There's a little bit of strychnine in the water. Don't drink it. (laughs) No. Now, we're seeing all kinds of Christian things coming out. Big Christian uh, labels, movements, organizations. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are starting to push same-sex marriage,
1: Mm.
0: especially with the 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 latest, you know, bill that's being passed hasn't passed through the house yet, mm-hmm. but you have the respect for marriage act. It's really the disrespect for marriage act.
1: Yeah, no joke.
0: It's it's uh it's a misnomer. It's going to take away religious freedom all kinds of. This this is going to be a disastrous thing if and when it passes. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh because of this that's going on, you're seeing a lot of Christians starting to capitulate. Yeah. They're starting to go, "You know, this We just need to accept that this is the law of the land, Mm. and they're going to uh, not.
1: Already caving.
0: Exactly. They're already caving into it. They're even giving up ground before they have to. And you never have to, but you know what I mean. Yeah. They're not even put in the position to have to, you either pick this or pick this. They're already giving up the ground.
1: That's so crazy.
0: And he gets us, is going to be one of those movements and one of those campaigns. Mm Mm-hmm. And with all the money that's behind it, a hundred million dollars, that's that's a lot of money behind That's a lot of money. Something that they claim to be an evangelical campaign that's really not. Yeah. It's it's got the name of Jesus on it, but they're wearing it as a costume. Ugh. There's something else behind it. Now there's an article that I know about that's coming out soon that's gonna expose another one of these major Christian organizations and yeah. how behind the scenes they've become accepting of homosexuality and are attempting to push it on the evangelical culture as well. Mm. I'm not going to say what that article is. I think you'll probably notice it when it comes out. Yeah. It's not mine. But anyway, I'll just say, look for some of these things in the near future. Yeah. Oh. It's more widespread than you think it is. It's happening a lot behind the scenes.
1: And stand your ground. It's not our ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Lord's.
0: That's right. Stand firmly upon the rock that is Christ Jesus. Have we not been saying that as I've been going through Hebrews? We just finished up Hebrews 3. I'm jumping into Hebrews 4 this coming Monday. But in Hebrews 3, 12 and 13, See to it, brothers, that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Yeah, yeah. The point that I made this past Wednesday on the broadcast, if if there is something in your life that you think you need to be satisfied and Christ is not enough,
1: mm.
0: like I have to have this other thing to, to feel fulfillment in life. Jesus is just not enough. I know you don't want me to have this, but I feel like I have to have this to feel like I'm fulfilled. Yeah. Then the message of the cross is foolishness to you. Mm-hmm. When we read in 1 Corinthians 1.18, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. We read that and we think of the message of the cross as foolishness to people who are unbelievers. Right. Because if they deny and reject the cross, then yeah, they're rejecting it because it's foolishness to them. Mm -hmm. I tell you that if you love the sin, and if I can just have this sin, I can find fulfillment in life, the cross is not enough for you. Right. And therefore, the message of the cross is foolishness to you. And you may be perishing, repent, repent, turn from that sin to the Lord Jesus Christ. It it is it is too risky a matter, your eternal soul to be messing with this stuff that God says he hates and he will judge. Mm -hmm. Turn to Christ. Jesus will rescue you from even the temptation of this stuff. Yeah. Turn to him. Turn away from the passions of your flesh, the temptations of the world. The schemes of the devil, mm-hmm. as it says in James four, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Yes. Flee from the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. Regularly. Keep yourself in the word. Keep yourself near Christ. Let's pray. And
1: remind one another. I'm sorry. Go
0: ahead. No, you're <laughs> no, fine. Do it. Go ahead.
1: Remind one another of this. Not just yourself. Don't don't just self-talk Remind one another. Yeah,
0: and that and that's right there in exactly. Hebrews three thirteen. Encourage one another exactly day after day. We need yes. e- we need each other's help in I was this.
1: Reiterating that. Yes,
0: thank you. Yes, great point. It's not just me and Jesus. Right. It's us and Jesus. Yes. We are His church. Yes. So yeah, take care of each other.
1: Like like I need to be taken sh- care of right now because I'm <laughs> sick and I need to go to bed. <laughs>
0: I was about to say let's pray, but you had something else. No, it's
1: good, it's good. Okay, you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Let's pray.
0: Let's pray. (laughs) Yes, let's. Heavenly Father, (laughs) we thank you for this time that we have together exploring your word and finding the joy that we have in Christ through those things that we read. Mm -hmm. We were sinners destined for hell. This is what we deserve for our rebellion against God. And yet you showed kindness to us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who died on a cross and rose again from the dead, so that all who believe in him will not perish under the judgment of God that is coming against this fallen world. But we have everlasting life with you in your eternal kingdom. Rescue us from the dangers of this world, the perils that are going on around us, the temptations in our own flesh, the schemes of Satan. Draw us near to Christ and give us the strength to cling to him who is our confidence and our hope that on the day of Christ, we know that we will be secure with you in your eternal kingdom. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. We ask these things in his name. Amen.
1: Amen. I know taking care of me is not what that meant, but I thought it was funny.
0: Taking care of you is not what that meant. Yeah. Oh, Hebrews Encouraging one another
1: and taking care of one another.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll take care of you.
1: I know you will.
0: I'm supposed to take care of my family.
1: You do a great job.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Well, I mean, that is part of it. Encourage one another day after day. So, yes, it applies to the church because that's being spoken to the church, Mm -hmm. but... I need to be leading in that for my family, for my wife and my kids. Right. Encourage one another day after day.
1: Yeah. But I meant take care of me. I know. I need to.
0: Let's get you to bed. <laughs> Let's get you some hot, hot tea or you know whatever. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> hot chocolate. No. No. Okay.
1: No hot tea with the lots of honey.
0: <laughs> there we go. We'll get you some honey, honey.
1: <laughs> Wait, I'm Dave. <babe. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i'm afraid we're stuck with that
1: <laughs> i love it
0: <laughs> now now it's people in church now even like hey the Gabe and I babe know. show
1: i love it i need a shirt
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll call paul cox of uh Ref Tunes, have him do a yes shirts for us
1: let's do it <laughs>